I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 268 of the podcast. I am happy, as always, to be here with you. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please get over there and bang that subscribe button. You do not want to miss all the action that is coming your way right here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, dads, I have a very special guest for you guys today on this Warrior Wednesday edition of First Class Fatherhood. I have been completely humbled to interview three Medal of Honor recipients and so many of our nation's veterans right here on the podcast. My respect and gratefulness to those who have served this country is of the highest level. And in the war on terror, the United States has had many allies. One of them has been Australia. In the Australian military, the highest award you can receive is the Victoria Cross, which is their equivalent of the Medal of Honor. And joining me today is the first ever recipient of the Victoria Cross. Mark Donaldson. Mark will be here with me in just a few minutes, so please stick around for the interview. And Mark is the first Australian dad that I've had the pleasure of speaking with here on the podcast since Jason Belmonte, who was arguably the greatest bowler in the world. If you missed out on that one, please go back and check out my interview with Jason Belmonte. I've had several other dads who joined me here from the land down under, so hopefully if I ever get a chance to visit, I'll have some cool connections down there. And guys, make sure you are following me on my Instagram, at Alec underscore Lace. I just dropped a huge announcement on there yesterday. I am honored to tell you guys that next week I will be joined here by UFC President Dana White. All right, you guys have asked for some UFC dads to get on the show here, and I have responded. Dana will be here with me next week, and I'm going to drop the episode on Friday so you guys can enjoy it just in time for UFC 244 on Saturday. So the bad news is there's going to be no Frogman Friday episode next week, but the good news is I will be replacing it with a banger. I have been working extremely hard to bring you guys the best content possible, so make sure you guys lock it into First Class Fatherhood next week. Tomorrow on the show, NFL Hall of Famer Mike Haynes will be here with me. And don't forget, this week I'm being brought to you guys by Strike Force Energy. If you're a dad like me working two, three jobs while staying active with your kids, I'm telling you right now, Strike Force Energy will have you guys running all day long. Pour it into any drink. I prefer club soda. It turns it into an energy drink. Check them out, strikeforceenergy.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD and you guys are going to save 15% off your order. All right, and please help me share this podcast with every father in your neighborhood or in your contact list. Let them know about the show that celebrates fatherhood and family life. Fatherhood rocks, family values rule, and every day is Father's Day right here with me. And I'm going to be right back with Victoria Cross recipient Mark Donaldson. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Hey dads, are you looking to boost your energy level? Strikeforce Energy has got you covered. With a Strikeforce Energy packet, you can turn any beverage into an energy drink. Their original energy packets contain no sugar, no calories, just an explosion of energy and flavor added to any beverage. Strikeforce Energy is veteran-owned, and all their products are made right here in the United States. Co-founded by Navy SEAL Sean Matson, Strikeforce Energy blows away the energy drink competition. Right now, first-class fatherhood listeners can save... 15% off their purchase by visiting StrikeForceEnergy.com and using the promo code FATHERHOOD. Strikeforce Energy turns any beverage into an energy drink. Get yours today. StrikeForceEnergy.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, joining me now is a first-class father. He is a retired Australian Army Corporal who served with the Royal Australian Special Air Service Regiment. He is a combat veteran who was the first person to ever receive Australia's highest military honor, the Victoria Cross. It is a big honor for me to say Mark Donaldson. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. 
Thanks very much. I appreciate uh, coming on such a, a prestige podcast like this. All right, thank you. Yeah, let's start right here. How many kids do you have and how old are they? Uh, I've got two kids now. I've got a 13-year-old daughter and uh, an 8-year-old son. Okay, yeah, very cool. What type of sports or activities are they into? Um, so my daughter used to do a lot of different things. Um, so she was into swimming and dancing and uh, touch football and also jiu-jitsu. But over the years, she's kind of she's figured out really what she likes doing, and uh, she now kind of really just focuses totally on dancing and and touch football. So uh, it's a thing called Oztag in Australia, but um, but yeah. So and the young fella, he does what we call rugby league. So not sure if you're familiar with that, but it's a it's a type of um, football. Uh, you know, tackle football. Uh, you, you might have heard about it, but yeah, that's what he gets into. I have heard. Do you get involved with coaching at all, or do you enjoy all that stuff from the side? Uh, my wife actually gets involved in the manager side of it, which is really cool. She's done that for the last three years. Uh, I can't, I can't handle the coaching side of it. <laughs> my, um, it's all the other. You know what I mean? It's, it's the commitments and things with work that make it really difficult for me. So. Um, I can't commit to the actual coaching side, unfortunately, but I do like to help him out, you know, off the field and, and try and teach him some tackling and uh, passing the ball and those sorts of things. Yeah, very cool. All right, Mark, if you could, please just take a minute here to hit my listeners with a little bit about your background and what you do. Yeah, sure. So uh, Mark Donaldson, um, VC, that, that stands for Victoria Cross. Uh, and so my background, uh, I'm ex-military now, Australian uh, Defence Force, and I was in the Australian Special Forces, in particular the unit being the Special Air Service Regiment. And, um, you know, we, I did seven, seven trips to Afghanistan, two to Iraq, a couple of other places, uh, and, and worked closely with American uh, forces and American Special Forces quite a lot, um, certainly from the aviation and, and the Special Forces side of things. And, um, you know, for me... Uh, there was one particular day through my actions, I, I um, you know, I got recognised and then received the Victoria Cross, which is the highest um, Commonwealth honour you can get for bravery. So the equivalent in the American system would be the Medal of Honour. Uh, so that's sort of where it sits. But uh, as a quick background, before that, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't really the sort of normal kid that was going to get into the military, and I had a bit of a, a bit of an interesting upbringing in the sense that I had some tragic events happen to me when I was younger. Um, when I was a teenager, my father died of a heart attack when I was 15, and, and my mother was murdered, um, never to be found, uh, when I was 19. And and so, you know, my, I guess my um, lens of parenting from that uh, is probably a little bit different to most, I guess you could say. Um, so, you know, I try and take some of those things that, that I think we, certainly as teenagers myself, I've got an older brother, might have missed out on when we were younger and try and really, you know, pull that into my parenting now, um, being a father. Certainly around, you know, the things I learned off my dad, but also the things that I might have missed out on and, and making sure I put those in there. But now now I've left the military after 15 years of service and, uh, and I work for uh, an aerospace company called Boeing, which is a, which is a great, great U.S. company and and global company um, down there in Australia. And that's, that's a brief background. Yeah, what an incredible journey you have, Mark. It's an incredible story. And, and, and so your oldest is 13. So how, how old were you when you became a father about? And, and how did becoming a dad kind of change your perspective on life? 
Yeah, I was roughly, um, I guess, um, I'm not very good at math, so I'm trying to think off the top of my head how old I was, but about 28 uh, when I first became a father. And, um, you know, it was it was a bit of a shock to the system. It's not that we didn't sort of know it was going to happen by any sense. Um, my, wife, my wife and I, um, we knew that we were going to have children, but, you know, I was so focused on my career, my career in the military, and, and certainly that particular career. You have to really sort of be on the ball with it, and and so a lot of people say, "Oh, I would have changed the perspective of, of, of um, you know your life in the service." And and for me, not really, to be honest. You know, I was so focused on that job, and I was happy to be a dad and and just try and balance those two as best I can. Um, but but it changed my life in other ways, and that was the the joy and the the happiness um, outside of the sleepless nights and the crying, <laughs> dirty nappy. Um, was you know just watching her grow and and watching her become a you know a little human um, over those years, and you know I've often said I think I think as a dad and some of the things I've learned at those early years, you kind of feel a bit useless in those first couple of months, um, you know, because you're not you're not really needed. There's nothing that they need from you necessarily except some except some love, and um, yeah, so that was a bit of a, a bit of a shock to me, and, and then I spent so much time away, you know, first five years of her life, I, I probably missed three and a half of them being away with service, so. Um, but you know that said, it's, it's fantastic now um, being able to to sort of really connect with her uh, as, as she's becoming a young adult. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, and, and you said you worked with a lot of the U.S. Special Forces. I, I have a lot of Navy SEALs. I have, a, in fact, I have a Navy SEAL on this podcast usually about every week. Um, and I know a lot of them speak to the same. It's very you know when they're in a position like that, they're so dedicated to that job that it's so hard to really split the focus into the family life. Uh, what, what was it like for you to to work with the special forces over there? What were those guys like? Yeah, they're awesome, as as you'd expect. Um, you know, the way I kind of like to describe um, the relationship is we're all we're all pretty much the same. But um, you know, the US guys, you guys are like the the rich cousins down the street that have got all the cool toys. You know, um, that's <laughs> what it's like for us. But you know, always always willing to help and always um, outstanding in in what you guys didn't do and. And certainly, when when working alongside of us and helping us out, um, you know, I take my hat off to you uh, and your country and the, the willingness you have to go and and make things happen. So, you know, we we can learn a lot from that, and uh, I think we've learned a lot from each other over the years and build good relationships. And that's what it's about, you know. Certainly, when it comes to um, the relationship between Australia and the and the US, and uh, and even little things like learning how to be a father off some of those guys and how they've dealt with it. And um, you know, I remember one tip I learned. Often American was about uh, what what we used to call anchoring, right? We used to do it a lot at work, but never really thought about it uh, in the home life sort of idea. So when you when you're at home, you know you give you give everything you can at home, but as soon as that door shuts, you use that as an anchor to to say right on out time to think about work. And then when you leave work, you uh, you make sure you leave it all there at work, and and, uh, and and when you leave that gate and that that gate shuts, you know you leave it all behind you and you focus totally at home and. What I often found is they just they just want thirty minutes of un, undivided attention when you get home, and if you can give them that, then you know it goes a long way to having a having a pretty settled, happy household. Yeah, well said. It is important, Mark. I talk about it all the time on the podcast here. We have a fatherless crisis in America here. We have far too many kids that are growing up without a dad in the home. Are, are you seeing that same? Uh, is there similar problems like that in Australia going on as well? Yeah, I'm, I'm, look, to be honest, I'm probably not on the pulse enough to know what that's like. But I think one of the things I think Australia is starting to lose is 
um, you know, those activities where fathers and sons and fathers and kids in particular would, would go out and do things together. And, and look, it's not certainly all over the place, but um, it does start to happen. And, and, and I think the lack of being able to get outdoors and do those things these days, you know, and the more the more we're connected to devices, the more we, we want to be checking those things. Um, it doesn't feel like it, but it adds up so much by the end of the day that, you know, you've, you've probably missed two hours of opportunity with engaging with your children. And, and I, I suffer from it as much as anyone. I'm not I'm not saying I'm better in, in any way, shape or form, but um, I've certainly seen that disconnect starting to happen. And, and you know, I think I think as, as fathers, we should be trying to do everything we can to make sure that, that we maintain that community and we maintain those examples. And, and really, that's, that's the one thing I think is probably the most important part is you know, the, the children, they're just little sponges and they're always watching what you're doing and they learn so much just from watching and listening more so than, than when you talk to them about things, um, definitely at a young age. And and if we're showing them that what, what you do is sit on your device all the time, well, that's what they're going to do. And, you know, I think that can lead to some, some problems further down the track that we just haven't really realised just yet. Yeah, right on with that. Let's go, dads. It's the best time of the year to bring your kids to the ball game. And First Class Fatherhood listeners can now save $20 off their ticket purchase. The NFL is in full swing. The NBA and the NHL are now underway. Buy your tickets on SeatGeek.com and use my promo code FIRSTCLASS. That's one word, FIRSTCLASS. And you're going to save 20 bucks off your tickets. Nothing beats the experience of taking your kids to the game. And now you can go with an extra $20 in your pocket. Visit SeatGeek.com and use the promo code First class. Fatherhood is the best seat in the house. And, and obviously, you know, you're a highly decorated uh, Australian soldier here, so you're obviously a very well-disciplined individual, but what type of disciplinarian are you when it comes to being a dad? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm the one that they never want to come and ask when, when, when they want something, so <laughs> um, yeah, that should give it away, really, but um, and, and I know my daughter in particular at the moment, well, I am my son, certainly. Um, when they go and ask mum something, because she's the soft target, that uh, when she turns around and says, what does your father say? That they uh, they generally don't follow it through and find out what the answer is, because they think they already know. So, um, But, but you know, we, we try and maintain a set of rules and standards, and um, I think I think we're pretty, we're pretty flexible, but, um, you know, we, we, we just try to be smart about things, and I guess as an example is, um, with with social media in particular, my daughter's right at that age where where she really wants social media, and um, and it's coming at coming at them from all angles and different ways and means. And we're we're pretty solid on the fact that we said, well, look, until you're old enough to understand how to navigate that um, intelligently, then then we feel you're you're better off enjoying your life as a teenager. And you know that she doesn't like that very much, but. Um, and and you know hats off to her she tries to find ways around it <laughs> that's okay yeah. uh, but but as you would expect you know I'd be I'd be disappointed if she didn't but um, but in saying that you know that's kind of I guess one of the rules as an example of, of really what we're trying to achieve you know with her and and with our son um, my daughter wouldn't agree she thinks he gets the, the easy option every time but you know we really just try and enforce respect around the house and and certainly respect your mother. Um, because she's the one who's doing everything when I'm not there, and and she has to have two roles really, um, and and it's about treating everyone 
as if they would want to be treated, and, and we kind of really stick to those ideals. Yeah, I love that philosophy, Mark. And, and I'm in the same boat as you. I have four children, and my oldest is 13, so we're right there with you. He's just starting with the uh, with the smartphone. We don't have him on social media yet, so but, I mean, it, it's coming, so we're trying to brace ourselves here for all that stuff. Yeah, um, it's not easy, right? It's not easy. So what, how old are your other children? Uh, they're, well, 13, 12, 8, and 5. We got our daughter on the end. We have three boys and then the girl. If we didn't get the girl on four, we'd have five by now. Yeah, right. Wow. Wow. You're really getting after it. So we're in the mix of it. Now, I know, I know you wrote a memoir titled The Crossroad. Uh, what was the genesis of you writing that, and where can we pick up a copy? Yeah, so, um, yeah, The Crossroad, Life and Death. Uh, and the SAS is what I what, what it's sort of it's uh, it's actually a little extra long title, but uh, the real genesis of that for me was I, I felt like I had something to say, I had a story to tell, but but more so um, I really wanted to write it for two reasons. One, if a young individual, uh, you know, a young uh, boy or girl or young man or woman wanted to pick that up, and they could read it and realise that they had options in life, uh, that they didn't have to just sort of stick with. Stick with what they think is that that sort of small country town. I can't escape. I can't go and do something bigger than myself. Attitude and and hopefully read that and find some find some inspiration, motivation, and to go and change their life and change the the decisions that that they think are ultimately set in stone. And then it's up to them to be able to do that. Um, and secondly, I really just wanted to be able to to leave a legacy. And and one of those books that you, you stick it on the bookshelf and it might have some pencil marks or pen scratching through it, but you'll keep coming back to it or you'll pick it up and you'll recommend it to, to someone else and say, hey, you got to read this. It's, it's well worth a read. And um, and that was really why I wanted to do that. And and like I said to my wife at the time, I was a little bit um, unsure and nervous about releasing a book. And I come from a world where, you know, we don't talk about what we do generally. And uh, so it was, it was a bit, um, a little bit anxious when it was coming out. But, you know, she said, whether you sell one or a thousand, you know, if you change one person's life from it, surely that's enough. And, and uh, you know, that was that was re- what really drove me to continue putting it out there. And uh, you can get it on Amazon. Um, you should be able to get it on Booktopia, uh, those sorts of things. It is a little bit difficult for the U.S. market to get a hold of because it's coming out of Australia. But um, the other option is to call Pan McMillan in Australia directly, who are the publishers, and they should be able to help you out. Yeah, very cool. I'll put the uh, link in the description of this podcast episode so my listeners can just tap the link and, and find out how they can just grab a copy there. Ha- have your kids, yeah. Mark, have your kids been to the United States at all, or, or do have they stayed in Australia? No, they've stayed in Australia, unfortunately. Um, and I used to live in the United States uh, before I joined the military. I did some time over here and in Canada. And uh, so I kind of fell in love with it, and I've always been telling them about how fantastic it is. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, as we have this conversation, I'm here right now on some work stuff. But it's, uh, you know, it's always had a soft spot in my heart from when I was moving around. And, and I really want to bring them back over here one day and show them, um, you know, show them how you guys do it. So it's, uh, it's an experience that I think they really love and enjoy. And, you know, I think it's good for children to get out and travel around the world too and just open their minds up and their perspective about how other people live. Yeah, it's funny because I just just the other day I was with my older ones. We were watching uh, Crocodile Dundee, and now my twelve year old dying to go to Australia. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Hopefully, there's, there's plenty of water buffalo to go and check out. So, uh, yeah, you know, ho- hopefully, you know, there's a whole lot of nothing in Australia though. But um, you know, we don't have the infrastructure you guys have. But that's that's also on the lure. 
uh, and, and something that makes it interesting as well. But, yeah, you're welcome there anytime, and we'll certainly look after you. Yeah, very cool. And, and you you know, obviously the Victoria Cross is a tremendous honor. What was it like to receive that? And how many kids did you have at the time you received it? Were both of them here? No, nah, my daughter was about two years old at the time. And it was, um, you know, it was real strange, mate. It was it was one of those really weird things that you kind of don't feel deserving of it. And at the same time, you, you, you kind of, you know, you're really proud about, you're really proud about the day. And it's not so much the award, but it's the recognition of what, what we all did that day and, you know, I, I know people often say this that have these awards, but I, I truly meant it that I, I wear it for the guys that were there that day and not just the Australians, but um, who, you know, nine of the 13 of us of the Australians were wounded and um, there's a bunch of Americans there as well that, that were wounded. One of the Americans was killed in action and, and a couple of the Afghan guys that they had with them. So, you know, I, I really try and wear it um, with pride for them and, and with honour for them and remember that when it's on that, you know, they're they're the people that I'm representing and and not only the nation, but it's a it's a bit of a strange feeling when someone pins something like that on your chest and um you know, it's kinda of yours to figure out after that. But in, in saying that it, it's brought so many great opportunities as well and, and you know whether that's whether that's the ability to go to different countries and meet different people or um just having the effect on someone back home in Australia when they tell you how, how inspired they are by the fact that the nation bestow that upon someone and, and the great work that we all do and they continue to do in the services is um you know it's, it's one of those things that you'll never forget yeah very well said yeah and thank you for your service and what you know australia has done here in the war on terror uh what's next for you mark what kind of goals and plans do you have for yourself for the future yeah so um look i'm enjoying the new role here and, and the new challenges that i've got with uh with boeing and I'm really excited to be working with them, uh, you know, in strategy and in business development, and uh, and I run the veterans program down there in Australia for Boeing as well, um, in conjunction with some other people. The fantastic team I got down there. So, you know, that's my goals are really now with, with um, I guess, in building a nice lifestyle for myself and my family, and and spending as much time I can with my family and my kids, and you know, getting back to those things that we really used to love doing, and fishing and. Um, getting out of doors and and really trying to you know enjoy those aspects of life that that you sometimes miss from from life in the service and that's my focus you know um, get a patch of land and go and enjoy it. Yeah, sounds good. All right, last thing I want to hit you with here, Mark. I love to ask all the dads that I get on the podcast, what type of advice do you have for that new father or for that about to be father who's out there listening? Yeah, I think um, I think one of the things. You know, I think it was really important for me in, in the early um, years, like especially as a, a newborn. Um, well, maybe if I start with about to be. I think if you're going to be an about to be, do everything you can for your partner, you know. Um, help them as much as possible. Try and take the load off them as much as possible. And that, that might be real simple things, you know, just like cleaning up the house or, or doing a chore that they would normally have done that, that's now much more difficult. Um, and... And it'll pay dividends down the track. They might not tell you straight away, but but it will. And I think the other one to remember with a newborn is that um, never get into a battle of wills with a newborn. And and what I mean by that is that they've got nowhere to be and nothing to do. And uh, and if and if you think you're going to beat them, you know, um, you probably won't <laughs> because you'll always <laughs> want to be somewhere else and then have something else that you've got to get done. And uh, and and uh, and I think that. The other thing is that just remember that they'll, uh, you know, they'll never remember crying when they were younger. 
So if you want an extra just two or three minutes and you know everything, you've double-checked everything and, it, um, you know, go step outside, get a moment of silence and just uh, just remember that it's all about them and, and, and making sure that they're happy. So, yeah, that's probably the best advice yeah. I've got. Yeah, very well said, Mark. I love the message. This has been an honor for me. i got to say you're a first-class father all the way. Mark Donaldson, thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on first-class fatherhood. I really appreciate being on. It's uh, fantastic what you guys are doing. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me in the U.S. Back to wrap things up here on First Class Fatherhood. I got to give a special thank you once again to Mark Donaldson for giving me a few minutes of his time here. It was such an honor. Please hit me up on Twitter, guys, and drop me that DM over on Instagram. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. I always love to read your feedback. Locking in for tomorrow, we go back to Canton, Ohio. We have Mike Haynes joining me here, who is arguably the greatest cornerback to ever play the game. He played with the Patriots and the Raiders. He joins me tomorrow. Friday, Frogman Friday is lit this week. We have retired Navy SEAL Floyd McLendon, who is running for Congress in the state of Texas. Texas. Don't miss out on any of the action coming your way for the rest of the week here. That's all I got for you guys today. I'm Alec Lace. You have been listening to First Class Fatherhood. And please remember, guys, we are not babysitters. We are fathers. And we're not just fathers. We are first class fathers. Tall as a tree, I saw feeling so.